0: Hey, everybody. Hi
1: hey there. Welcome back to Planet and God. We have gotten all the way there.
0: Yeah, last chapter.
1: You've made it. The Gospel of Matthew before the new year. If you've been able to stick with us, congratulations to you. Congratulations to us for sticking with it. Super cool. I'm excited that we did it this year. Yes. Um, we'll have to start planning for next year. We're going to do this again. That will be our third annual Gospel Before the New Year challenge. Yep. So get yourselves ready. It'll be another chapter day type thing. We don't know which one we're going to pick yet. It's either going to be Mark or John. So uh, if you have a preference, put it in the comments. We'll see uh, yeah. what happens. So, But that'll be next year. Today we are finishing Matthew chapter 28 Wrapping up this one, we've done it before the new year. Let's dive in.
0: All right, let's go. So, I sectioned off verses one through eight.
1: Well, so before you get into that,
0: oh, you have tidbits.
1: Oh, I have one tidbit, and it's not really a tidbit, it's just this past Easter I had an opportunity to teach on Easter Sunday. It had to be one of my favorite sermons that I've done so far. And in that sermon, I went through the chronological events of Easter Sunday. Now, I'm going to post a the, the link to the recording in a fly-up and in the description box below. I will note this, that at that time, our church was having computer issues, so the recording, the video recording, is very glitchy, but the audio is solid. I think what I'm going to eventually do is overlay my PowerPoint with the audio, and just fix it and probably reload, upload it to this channel. Uh, Regardless, I don't know when I'm going to get to it, so until then, head over to our church channel. That's Calvary Bible Chapel, and uh, you'll find that video where I did a harmony of Easter Sunday going through the events chronologically. That's all I wanted. Just a a shameless self-promotion.
0: Yeah, a plug.
1: A plug. But yeah, um, sectioning it off, I went 1 through 8.
0: Yeah, that's what I did. say. First,
1: uh, we now have after the Sabbath. So the (laughs) Sabbath is Saturday. We are now on the first day of the week in Jewish calendar. That is Sunday. So we have made it to Sunday. So you have Mary Magdalene and the other Mary. This is the mother of James. They go to the tomb I want you to keep these people in your mind because they play a significant role in the rest of this chapter. Note that they arrive at dawn as well, so the sun is shining at this point. This gives them an opportunity to clearly see what is going on. And they witness a number of things here. They witness a great earthquake. This is the second great earthquake in three days. They witness the stone being rolled away, and they witness an angel of the Lord sitting on the stone. (laughs) Um, Verse 4, you have the guards getting called out now. So the angel comes and does this. Guards now shake for fear, and they become like dead men. Essentially, they are scared stiff.
0: Right, so we talked about the guards previously, and now here they are. Yeah. Like, oh my gosh. Right. (laughs) What is happening? They
1: are scared if their seal, their precious seal is broken by an angel, they I don't can't think I've ever move. been
0: this scared. No, like, me I either. mean, I've been scared. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, I couldn't find Owen that one time. Yeah, oh. I that... thought you were going
1: to talk about the other day when you woke up and looked at yourself in the mirror.
0: Wow. Well, no. I couldn't find Owen one time and that scared me like, so bad. But never to the point of like, oh, I can move. Like, I'm shaking. Right. But... Um, so like, I, I imagine that fear being just so great. Yep. I, I can't even imagine it. It's almost hard to imagine. It is. You're so afraid you just can't move <laughs> or became like dead, right? So like did right. maybe, or they something of this fit, sort. well,
1: like dead men. So they either fainted or they fell over, right? Some, something to like, they're on the ground. They're stiff, like a three day old body they're not moving. And so then you get the women that are given instructions there to go to to the disciples and tell them of the resurrection and that they need to go to Galilee. And
0: So I within that particular part, right? They went out quickly yep. with fear and great joy is what my yep. um version says, I don't know. That's
1: what I it says.
0: Um and I just thought that was so great because I view that as this is exactly how we are to be when we tell people about Jesus. Yeah. With fear and great joy. Right. Right? This joy, it's an overwhelming feeling of like awesome, you know? Mm-hmm. And also the level of fear, but not the kind of fear that the, the guards yeah. had. This no. is a respectable fear. Right. And an awe of how great he is.
1: Yeah, because the guards were keeled over in fear. Right. But These women are now in fear but in like a joyful fear right
0: just it's interesting to see the different yeah. you know aspects of the fear within the same right you know um the event. same scene event right yeah. yeah i was trying to find right word but same event right yeah. um so anyway
1: uh, that brings us into verses 9 and 10 where you have jesus appearing to women first And it's super important that Matthew's account records that. Because in the Jewish standards, the account of women was essentially worthless. If you go back through the Babylonian Talmud, there's a number of accounts that say that uh, women are not allowed to testify in court. A woman's word is not worth anything. The only thing a woman could do was say, I have given birth or I have not given birth. A woman could not testify to the gender of the child that was born. Right? I mean that's we that should is such say a,
0: too, that's like within the law right. within the imperfection of you know, people.
1: yeah It's
0: not Jesus. Right. right. <laughs> no, that's the
1: that yes, that's the Babylonian Talmud. For those of you that don't know, the Babylonian Talmud is essentially a collection of the oral laws. So the Mishnah, the Gemara, the Talmud itself, right? It is the Jewish laws. And that just goes to show the the amount of testimony that a woman had was very low. Right. So Matthew here, again, if you go back to our W's video all the way at the beginning, Matthew's book was written to Jews. And so here you have Matthew, a Jew, writing to Jewish people and telling them, hey, women were the first ones to see this. Yeah. Why it also would you goes put to that, show
0: that Jesus cared about enough to have it be a woman, right?
1: Well, it's it's more so from the aspect of why would you put that? If Matthew wanted his book to be seen as valid in the eyes of the Jewish leaders, he would not have included anything right. with the women. It would have been men that would have gotten to the term, term tomb first. It would have been men who had Jesus had appeared to first. Right? The fact that these two events are women just goes to show the validity of these events, that they right. actually happened because now it gives you have
0: more validity to it. It gives it, more credence to it, more
1: validity to it because you have that solidified now.
0: But I also see the aspect of Jesus loves these women and these women love Jesus, right? right? There's this level of. They were there for a reason. I mean, the disciples weren't even there.
1: No, they weren't. They
0: were like,
1: well, they, they were there. They
0: were doing their own thing. Well, right, they were there at a different point.
1: Well, they were there to to anoint the body. Right. Is essentially what the women were. If you read the other gospel accounts, that's what they came for.
0: They bring oils. They bring oils in, and
1: spices, yeah. and they go to anoint the body. But instead, something completely different happens. Right. So, and usually that would be done by the women, not the men. But that's that's that event there. Then we get into eleven through fifteen. Um, I again remember what I said in the last video, to in Matthew twenty seven sixty two through sixty six, where the Pharisees obtained a guard and sealed the tomb. Why? Because they were afraid the disciples were going to steal the body. What do they say here? Right? What do they do here? I want to read these verses here. Now, while they were going, behold, some of the guard came to the city and reported to the chief priest all the things that had happened. When they had assembled with the elders and consulted together, they gave large sum of money to the soldiers, saying, Tell them his disciples came at night and stole him away while you slept the very thing that they were afraid of becomes the legend. Right? That's what they do. (laughs) Just silliness, right? They were afraid it was going to happen. It didn't happen. Something extraordinary happened. Instead of turning and repenting from from what they thought who Jesus was, they just turn it into a legend. And then when it says when the Pharisees tell the guards that we will appease him and make you secure, that right the guard could be put to death. They now have given testimony of this great resurrection event. And so the Pharisees are like, all right, we'll protect you. You just keep this going, keep this lie going, and we'll protect you. We'll make sure nothing bad happens to you.
0: Which is so sad because um, it says later, like in the latter part of verse 15, and this saying is commonly reported among the Jews until this day. Yeah. So you know that that's still a thing that's being passed down it you know, is. and said about Jesus. And that's just, it. it's sad.
1: It is, very.
0: So yeah,
1: The Jews were essentially afraid of losing their power that they had with Rome. I mean, they're going to lose it eventually in AD 70. Right. But they're afraid of losing it now and... So they didn't want the people to believe. So
0: let me get into what, verse 16 to 20?
1: 16 to 20 to wrap up the chapter. The disciples are now in Galilee. Jesus appears to them while some doubted. This implies a hesitation or indecision rather than an unbelief. Some of the disciples were just struggling to comprehend what well, had just happened.
0: I think specifically too, like, that's obviously probably Thomas. Because yeah, referring Thomas to Thomas. Is noted in one of the other um, yeah. gospels. So we can see that I mean, I don't know anybody else that was noted to
1: to doubt. Right. Not not by name, by specifically. by name. Right, right, right. It's just interesting that even after all of these things that there are still some that doubt. Yeah. And that's gonna be like that with anyone. You can show the amount of proof to anyone. And there still could be a level of doubt.
0: I think it's crazy because there's so much fulfillment of the prophecy that we see. And people still doubt, like you said, they don't care. Right. It's not about whether or not they believe. Or, I mean, they don't want to believe. Right. It's this lack of wanting to believe. They see the evidence, mm-hmm. but they just don't They don't want it. want it. They don't want it. Yep. So, And that's the sad
1: part. That is. that was verse 17. Verse 18, we have the mention of all authority. Uh, So essentially what Jesus means when he says that all authority has been given to me, that there is no one greater thing to limit his freedom now, right? There's nothing to limit him. The resurrection is the ultimate validation of Jesus's divinity. He is son and God at the same time. He is now extending this authority to the disciples in the Great Commission, which we see in verses 19 through 20.
0: So I love 19, specifically because it says, make disciples. Yeah. And so that's so different than just telling people about Jesus, right? It is so important. We tell people about Jesus, but what's more important is making disciples. Right. Right. That is the key words for me in this particular verse yeah. um, it stood out to me because I get so like I think we get caught up in this aspect of yes we have to tell people about Jesus but what is so much more important than telling people about Jesus it's discipling them
1: right making you know? sure that they know and understand
0: so that they can then go tell, tell other people right, right. so um, the telling is very important but also the growth within yep. um, the Lord is also yeah I liked that
1: yeah, so the de- task at hand for the disciples is the preaching and teaching of the gospel of salvation. Make Disciples to baptize, right? Baptism is not a way of salvation, just so you know, it's an outward expression of an inward
0: Right, change. you're just telling everybody around you that you've made a choice.
1: Right, that you have publicly accepted um, Jesus as the Messiah. And then Jesus closes it out with a promise. Um, Lo, I with you always, even to the end of this age, referring to the second coming, that Jesus will be with you, be with the disciples until his second coming, and he'll physically be with you.
0: Yeah, I noted that, um, you know, he's with even to the end of the age, but that was so painful. It is. Okay, so that wraps up Matthew 28.
1: That wraps up the Gospel of Matthew. So we're so grateful you've been able to stick with us. Go back and watch the other ones if you missed anything. And we'll see you in January. In the new year. In the new year. We're going to start a new series. And uh, the end of 2023, we're going to do this again for our third annual Gospel Before the New Year Reading Challenge. And so we hope you'll join us then for sure. Yep. All right. Well, thank you. And we'll see you later.
0: Happy New Year.